episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Fedrick. Executive dysfunction is a term used to describe an individual's difficulties with skills such as focus, memory, time management. And while executive dysfunction is not a diagnosis in and of itself, it's a set of common symptoms that individuals with ADHD experience. Here with us today is Sky Rapson, the founder of Unconventional Organization, an international online ADHD support service. Sky's here to talk with us about this program and how it can really help those struggling with these symptoms of ADHD. Hi, Sky. Welcome to our show. Hi, Liz. It's great to see you. Yes, so great to have you with us. So before we jump in, let's talk a little bit about your background and the work that you're currently doing in the mental health field. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, my name is Skye and I am an ADHD coach and an academic. So I was originally um, diagnosed with ADHD during the start of my doctorate, which was an interesting time. And from there, got really into the research. I'd already worked in adult education. And so I developed some systems and once COVID hit, I ended up taking them online and developing unconventional. So now there's a team of four ADHD coaches. We all also have ADHD and we work to support people using research articles as well as one-on-one coaching. That's amazing and such a needed service. And I know that that for you to identify that all of your coaches have been diagnosed with ADHD, that is so important for the relatability factor because I know individuals with ADHD sometimes have a really hard time getting others to understand what their experiences are like. So can you help us to understand what is ADHD and how does it manifest? Yeah, definitely. So ADHD is interesting. There's the DSM and the diagnostic process. I'm not going to go into that, obviously. But in terms of just in general, what we describe it as, it's a series of strong strengths and strong weaknesses. So you have your strong weaknesses, which are diagnosed. You've got the executive functioning struggles, struggles with working memory, time blindness can be a real issue as well as dopamine struggles. And, you know, if you have the the hyperactive, you can be feel like you're driven by motor, all those kinds of things. But you also have those strong strengths, which are the research shows we have strengths around problem solving, original thinking, around open-mindedness. And so what we like to do is we like to focus on supporting and minimizing those weaknesses to really be able to hone in on those strengths. Absolutely. And I love that. And I talk with my clients about that all the time, that a lot of their symptoms of ADHD are really their superpower and really can be harnessed to do great things if it is directed in the right way as you're describing. Yeah. Tell us, what is your program? How do you, what is your coaching program and how do you guys help individuals who've been diagnosed with ADHD? 
Yeah. So the first thing we do is we try and understand where they need support. If you're an adult with ADHD, you're going to have developed some of your own systems. So we'll go through a, a survey with them to get an understanding of what their goals are, what matters to them. And then from there, we'll kind of connect them to the research. So we'll kind of explain some of the reasons why they might be struggling. We'll talk about those working memory issues, how they relate to them specifically, and then discuss general systems that work for people with ADHD, but then identify and really work through it in sometimes quite serious detail, how it's going to fit their life, their morning routine, that kind of thing. And then trying to get into a phase of what we call experimentation. So it's not about failure it's about going okay that didn't work that worked amazing and we just keep tweaking it until everything kind of flows naturally yes the exploration phase is crucial to figure out what is the best fit for each individual and that scheduling aspect of it is so important the to-do lists and the calendars and really using these tools to help manage those executive function struggles. You talk about we exploring some of the more general tools. What does that consist of? What are some things that are generalized to be helpful for many? Yeah, so what we tend to do, and it's funny you mentioned the planners and systems because a lot of times we'll mention them and people will be like, no, thank you, I don't want that. And so it's a very much ADHD-friendly systems that we try and do that flexibility is built in, all that kind of thing. And so with the systems we have, it's often about trying to help people to take that first step. So one of the systems we've developed that's really good is the get and focus routine. It goes through five steps to help you go from, you know, sitting on a couch, for example, to, okay, what's the dopamine stimulation you need to actually get to the space to do the work? And then from there, okay, what do you need for your working memory to support, you know, breaking things down, all that kind of thing. So it's really about kind of developing a flow so that everything doesn't feel so like stuck, either procrastination or waiting mode, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that frozen state is so common of feeling so overwhelmed of the tasks that need to be completed, but almost an inability to do so, which just leads to freeze, which is really hard to work through. Yeah. What is the... The usage of maybe mindfulness or meditation, do you employ either of those or both of those tactics in the work that you do? We recommend them. We we are not mindfulness practitioners by any means, although my head coach is amazing. She recently wrote an article on the website outlining all the research behind ADHD and mindfulness. But what we do is we do know that there is some support around mindfulness. There is some indication that doing mindfulness can help with ADHD, with that working memory, that kind of thing. But it doesn't have to look like the uh, mindfulness that you might do if you're neurotypical. So it could just be, you know, actively doing something, washing the dishes, for example, and focusing on that experience rather than sitting alone in a room with nothing. So we do talk about it and talk about how to do it in, again, that ADHD friendly way. Oh, and such a good point, a way that's more tolerable, that they can be able to manage that. And I love when you're talking about the active aspect of that. So washing the dishes or going for a walk and looking at all the colors or these different things that can keep their keep them moving while also focusing in on something. What do you, what do you find to be the most effective for a morning routine? Is, is there anything that I know nothing is a one size fits all? But what are some key aspects that you find to be most helpful? Yeah, so key aspects that I find when we're working with clients is 
getting some movement. So it doesn't have to be exercise. It could literally be walking around your house, your back garden, some kind of movement, because we know that that supports working memory. So there's indications in the research and that will really help you with your day. And then also getting some dopamine because, you know, you wake up, you've had a long night. It might've been a rough night. Sometimes with ADHD, you can have sleep issues as well. And you're about to do a full day. So you really want to get a little bit of time for you to do something that's going to fill you up and help you to do the executive functioning tasks you need during the day. What that looks like, completely up to you. Everyone's dopamine is different. Yes. Yes. That's, those are great ideas. And then do you suggest for people to structure out their day or is that not usually something that you find to be helpful with your clients? It depends on the day. What we tend to do is we tend to stick, start with one thing. So we might say, okay, you have breakfast at this time or you tend to get to work at this time and then from there we'll sort of hang other things onto it we'll build it out until they need it but what we tend to do is work in chunks of time so maybe Mm -hmm. two hours of work one hour break and then within that time we we have it so it's it's structured but it's flexible that's both are very important Yes. And finding that gray area is huge for anyone, but especially, yes, when you're struggling with that. Absolutely. So with your coaching program is do your clients have access to you guys daily or weekly, or what is the frequency and duration of their interactions with you? It really depends on what you ask for. So there's a flexibility around that. You can do weekly or fortnightly coaching, or if you work for us on daily accountability, you can also have access to our coaches via email throughout the week. And text messages sent to you that just remind you, you know, keep you accountable. Have you found one approach to be more effective than the other as far as how frequently someone's engaged? Generally speaking, weekly is a good option to get started. And then once you feel comfortable moving to fortnightly, it works quite well. Because initially we have to start building those systems for you to test. And so coming back every week gives you enough time to try something, but not enough time to sort of get lost in the weeds. Sure. Completely makes sense. So tell us, Guy, where can our viewers learn more about you? Where can they find you online or social media? Yeah, you can find us at Unconventional Organization. That's with a Z or an S, depending on what country. And um, you can find our articles on there. We have online courses. We have 20-minute consultations if you want to check us out. And we're Unconventional Organization on Instagram as well. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us, Guy. I appreciate it. No worries. Great to see you. You as well. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.